1: Do you struggle to cover eyebrows? Wonder how other artists do it so well? Would you like to learn different techniques, to have the confidence to conceal those brows in a jiffy and have them look fabulous? Well, Now you can. Last Looks Workshops is in collaboration with the one and only makeup artist Karen Jackson from The Makeup Refinery to bring you our Bye Bye Brows Workshop. Join us in Tinseltown, Los Angeles to learn from the best in the business, Karen Jackson. We have limited spaces and they will be snapped up fast. For more information and to secure your space for our Bye Bye Brows Workshop, visit LastLooksWorkshops.com today. And now, our feature presentation.
0: Today on the Last Looks podcast, I'm speaking with makeup artist Angela Levine. Angela shares some incredible insight into her world of personal makeup artistry. Jennifer Aniston, Michelle Williams, Melissa McCarthy, and Nicole Kidman, just to name a few of the wonderful women Angela looks after. Angela is a true professional, and her passion for her work is infectious. Welcome to the Last Looks Podcast, Angela. Thank you. Good to be here. Absolutely. So nice to have you. Now, I would like you to finish this sentence for me, okay? Okay. Once upon a time, there was a girl named Angela, and when she grew Mm -hmm. up, she wanted to be... Anything but a makeup artist. (laughs) (laughs) How would you have even had that thought? (laughs)
1: Well, you know, just the background of my life was so that my father had precious stone jewelry business in Italy, and it was always expected of me to kind of take over that sort of side of the family. My brother was not very interested in it, and so it was sort of a thing that, well, yeah, and always my father was teaching me, in fact, if you ever need to buy a ring, I'll go with you because I still know all that there is to know about jewelry and diamonds and stones and all that. Of course. Uh, So that was one option. The other option was I was born with an enormous love to animals. Mm -hmm. And I always thought that my life would somehow involve caring for animals, uh, making their life better, the world of animals better. But then this really strange thing was happening that If you would just stand next to me for more than 10 minutes, somehow I will figure out how to put a lipstick on you, (laughs) or pluck your eyebrows, or do your nails. Uh Um, It was just something that I was doing. And uh, I remember at the time, a friend of mine said to me, he says, you know, you really need to be a makeup artist. You do it all the time. And I said, What? What does that mean? Like, you can't can't make a living by putting makeup on people. And he goes, oh, yeah, you can. How old were you at this point? I think I was uh, 16 or 15, Mm -hmm. living in Israel. Yeah. Wow. And so I started to just look around and inquire. And I remember the day that I went to my dad, who was expecting me to become, you know, to inherit his business. And I said, Dad, I'm sort of having second thoughts. I Mm. hear there's a profession called makeup artist, and I sort of want to explore it. And he said, do whatever makes you happy because you always will succeed at something you love. And if that's Um, what you love, that's what you need to do. That's an awesome answer. (laughs) Yes, he was a very special man. And so we looked around. I've enlisted in a school in Tel Aviv. At that time, I was already, I think I was after high school. I was sort of starting my army service that in Israel you have to do and mm-hmm. um, and somehow we managed to figure out that uh, towards the end of my army service I started going to there were only like two schools of makeup in Tel Aviv and so I picked one and I did very well in it and at the end of it my teacher who was also the owner of the school said, you must continue to study. you're very talented and I think one day you're going to be a big makeup artist. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those words are still kind of in my mind. I I don't think he's around anymore. So I asked my father to send me to a school where there's more to learn. Mm -hmm. And we picked Los Angeles because my brother was here at the time. Oh, wow. And the rest is history, yeah. But, you know, my education was really movie-oriented. I had no interest in beauty makeup. I had no interest in bridal makeup or any of those things. It was very hardcore movie, hardcore special effects, and that's what I was learning.
0: And how did you kind of steer towards that side of things? Because as you say, I mean, there are so many different paths you can go down doing makeup. So what made you think of doing more film stuff?
1: Well, you know, I've enjoyed films a lot, and I was getting very busy at it. I think that what happens sometimes, our preference simply change. Mm-hmm. and first I was hired because of my special effects abilities, and then the producers will say, well, can you also be a department head, because it will be easier if you can just be a department head, and then I became a department head, and, um, and then they said, well, are you able to do beauty makeup? And I thought, well, that can't be that hard. Whatever I do for aging, I'll do the exact reverse for beauty, <laughs> and there you go. And so I started perfecting my beauty makeup and I started falling in love with it because special effects is a very technical, creative side of things. The emotion in it is very minimized because you create it all in a lab and then you apply it. The person becomes, you know, your surface of application. Mm. When you do beauty makeup, in a sense, you have to log on to the emotion of the person you work with. It's very important for you to understand how they're feeling about it, because being it's beauty makeup, they have to, you know, you get your trophy when they look in the mirror and they absolutely love the way they look. Mm -hmm. And that's when you've done your job right. It's not whether you put the eyeliner in the right place or you choose the perfect lip color. It's just a general thing that when they look in the mirror and they go, Oh my God, I look amazing, mm. that's how you win. And in special effects is a little different. You know, they can look in the mirror, they, they'll be great if they love the way they look, but essentially, is what the producer, the director, the camera is seeing that matters. Yeah. So I started doing beauty makeup and special effects, and with time, Ooh. there was more beauty and less special effects. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, You know, I was getting really busy, and I thought, okay, well, if I do have to do some extraordinary special effects makeup, I should hire somebody. Yeah. And so I don't have the time to deal with it myself. And little by little, I changed. But, you know, it's important to realize that nothing is really set in stone. Like, You can decide, all right, this really was my thing five years ago, and now I'm attracted to something else. I feel that it's important for you to be agile that way in a sense of you know, just go where it feels great. Do yeah. do what seems especially when your business is based on a creative level. Yeah. Because creativity is its it's best where there is comfort and love and interest. And so make sure you have those elements around you. Absolutely. Don't wanna get bored. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, exactly.
0: I mean, I don't quite know how we can in this industry, but Yes,
1: it's got its challenges, no question, yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I just have to go back a couple of steps and just say how amazing it is that your teacher at that time gave you such a positive reinforcement.
1: It's unbelievable. I remember it like it was yesterday. He put one arm on my shoulder and looked me straight in the eye, almost like he wanted to make sure this really gets in yeah you know of course it took forever you know you don't it's not today's different being a makeup artist in my times it's just you have to go through a very long exhausting road of where you think nobody will ever hire you you mm. may not be able to pay your rent mm. um and I, and I and i was like oh he he maybe he was wrong maybe i was but what I didn't realize is that it just takes time. It takes yeah. time and it does take a lot of, you just have to stick with it and stick with it in the most loving way, like not sticking with it and hating it, but sticking with it and loving yeah. it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Good
0: aggression, not bad yeah. aggression. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> And so coming up through all of that and going to the couple of different schools and moving countries and all that type of thing, did you ever kind of have any mentors along the way, people that you kind of worked with or under that just kind of showed you the way a little bit or
1: helped? Yeah, well, I had many. I had friends that, well, I had makeup artists who then became friends, Mm -hmm. Um, one that I always Still very grateful to is my friend, Linda DeAndrea, who basically, you know, she was, she's now retired. Uh, mm-hmm. She's living five minutes from me in Burbank City. And um, I met her on a show. I now don't even remember what show that is. I think she was looking for hairdressers, actually. And somebody she knew recommended me, and then she hired me as a hairdresser, realizing I'm not much of a hairdresser, but she stuck with me because she knew that I really needed work. And we ended up doing a lot of work together, and a lot of opportunities came about because of stuff I did with her. Mm. And uh, I'm always very, I never forget that because, you know, we had a bit of a difference in age, so she's already is accomplished everything one has to accomplish. She's won Emmys and Guild Awards and is very, very known in her field. And especially in the world of movies, not so much press and red carpet. I don't think that, you know, people that do movies and TV shows don't really often go into press and red carpet and photo shoots. It's kind of like two different things. Yeah. Yeah. But in her field, she was very successful, and I, and I learned a lot, you know. It's not just about the opportunities that were brought, it's also about observing and learning how to do, how not to do, you know, all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. I also had a wonderful makeup artist, his name was Alfonso Noé, who was one of the first ones I've lost at the AIDS pandemic, and he was a beauty artist, and he was a very elegant man. Mm. and an incredible makeup artist. And he just kind of took me under his wings. And unfortunately, I lost, you know, we lost him, and it was the hardest thing to get used to. At, you know, it was a long time ago. So yeah. nowadays, you know, when you get to my age, every uh, you hear, oh, so-and-so just died, oh, so-and-so just... Bo-. So you're almost like, oh, my God, really, another one? But back then, it was like, What? Yeah. we were supposed to live forever so yeah. a lot of the style of application I think I've gotten from him wow and a that's lot cool. of how to live in a world of movies and TV I got from Linda right because Linda was really a hairdresser but she also could do beautiful makeup yeah yeah that's
0: an awesome mix to have a little bit of both from
1: yes H&M. and in fact cool. I see Linda all the time. <laughs>
0: Yeah, (laughs) that's great. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs)
1: that's awesome.
0: So, let's chat about some of the projects that you've done and what are a couple of your favorites.
1: You know, before I tell you about that, Mm. I gotta tell you there is this thing I do that whenever I do a show, yeah, that I enjoy very much, you know, then it comes to an end. I always say to myself, am I ever going to do another show that will be more fun than this one? Right. It's almost like a challenge that I pose. Like, is theres is there going to be a better one than this? I mean, this is amazing. This probably, is probably going to be the most amazing movie I've ever done. But uh, throughout the years, I've done a lot of stuff. The ones that come to mind when it comes to movies and TVs, of course, First Wife's Club. Yeah, I did Bette Midler on it. I met Diane Kitten and Goldie Hawn, and we've been friends and worked together since. I also really enjoyed the golden compass that I did with Nicole Kidman. We shot that in England. And uh, it was an experience like no other.
0: Yeah, I mean, what an adventure it
1: seems. (laughs) Yes, an adventure it was. I also think of Queen, which was a television miniserie that we shot in the South. And my friend Linda that I've mentioned was a department head hair and I was doing makeup. And that was a tough movie dealing with issues that we are still dealing with today. I also loved Big Little Lies. It was shot in L.A. mostly. Of course, Marley and Me, Stepford Wife, is when I actually met Nicole Kidman. Van Helsing, I was in Prague for a long time. Some of the dearest people, friends that I'm still in touch with, I've made On that movie. And last but not least, the morning show. The morning show with Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer and I worked on many, many, many projects together.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's such a just even within your favorites, there's, I mean, of course, so many different reasons why they're favorites, but they're also very different projects.
1: Yes. I like variety, I like to mix it up, as they say. But I also got really, really lucky with the wonderful actresses and actors that hire me. Yeah. And I think that makes all the difference, really. Absolutely. I love how
0: (laughs) I feel like um, your positivity just um, shines a light (laughs) on how horribly negative I can be because oh you were saying that when you finish a job you're just thinking will I ever work on something this is you know amazing again and I feel like I get to the end of a job sometimes and I'm like am I ever going to be this exhausted on a job again <laughs> is my next job going to be this exhausting <laughs> And I've had fun, of course, and met amazing people. But I think when I think that thought, I'm at my most tired.
1: I agree with you. And I'm right there with you. I am (laughs) really, it's exhausting. It it, it is hard work. And I actually had a conversation about it with a friend of mine. Her name is Sarah, Mm -hmm. who works with us. And she's a producer. And she said, you know, there is something to be said about... Being able to create incredible projects, yeah, amazing movies, without having to exhaust your crew. Mm-hmm. I mean, you actually get more done and better work when you make this not a 15-hour day. Yeah. I mean, not just the
0: crew, the cast. I've worked on things where the cast, are, like, number one and number yeah. two are just like every day, yes. all yeah. day, just emotional, like giving, giving, yeah
1: and it's like oh my god how do you get through this (laughs) i think that you know i think there was a time where people assumed that if something was really really hard Mm. then you might really really succeed right and i don't think that's true anymore i think that we are modern society where we a lot of times figure out ways to make things easier yeah and by doing so we allow ourselves to be more human unless you know i just did a movie in europe mm-hmm. we did a movie called murder mystery 2 oh yeah for netflix and it's with my dearest 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 love of my life jennifer aniston mm-hmm. and right next to it adam sadler who i absolutely adore
0: yeah i watched the first one it was fun so this <laughs> this will be this will be, the first be great one was to watch a yeah.
1: lot of fun yeah <laughs> And this one uh, we shot in uh, some in Hawaii, which was amazing, and some in Paris. And the French crew is very specific about how many hours you Mm -hmm. can work. And all of a sudden, we are not that tired. And all of a sudden, comes the weekend, we actually can enjoy a whole weekend. We're not spending it just catching up on sleep, you know. And we were admiring how they got everything. They got great stuff within you know the within those 8 or 9 hours and they wow. break for lunch and they break for an hour yeah and there's no negotiating that yeah and so and it's possible <laughs> it is possible and they make incredible movies that we give oscars to yeah and so it really kind of got us all thinking we were like huh look at that Yeah. (laughs) So um, if there was ever a question of what would be the changes that you would want to see going forward, I would Mm. say that would be one of them. Yeah. I think that it's a big one. It's a big one. And I think that nowadays, some of the studios are run by business people, not so Mm -hmm. much by filmmakers. Yeah. And then it becomes a business and you take out the emotion, the art of it. It's all about how much is it going to cost me and how fast you could do it. Yeah, and you do lose the charm. I sort of hope that you know. Well, you know, of course, there are studios that are still like you know Steven Spielberg's, which oh by the way, I forgot to say that might be one of my favorite movies I've ever done because working with my dearest friend and soulmate Michelle Williams and and then being introduced to you know Steven Spielberg and his incredible team. And what film was that for? Sorry. So the movie has not come out yet. Oh. It's called The Fableman's. Amazing. It basically tells the story of his his journey from a child into becoming a huge filmmaker and it's it concentrate on the youngest year of him and... Oh that's awesome. I had heard that was being made. Yeah. I know Gloria Kasne. Oh my god, we love my <laughs> Gloria. I thought that was Texting with her just yesterday, yeah. Oh, awesome! <laughs> She's amazing. Yes, I adore her to pieces. Yeah, and very talented woman. Very talented. Yes. Tiny she little things just show up and makes magic. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that I must add that onto the list of incredible. There was one, one of those where I was like, wow. Yeah. You know, making movies in pandemic is a whole other story so but somehow they made it okay they made it all pretty incredible and um, you wake up in the morning and you're just can't wait to go to work you
0: just can't wait that's so cool yeah I love it I I would like to know out of the projects that you have done yeah if there's one particular job or a location or an actual makeup application itself that you can kind of think back and think that was the most challenging thing I've kind of done to date?
1: Well, every show has its challenges. Mm. I can't think of one particular that was challenging in a sense of the work itself, because a lot of times I, I look at challenges as an opportunity to get better and stronger. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you that at time of pandemic, we eventually got cleared to go back and do second season of the morning show. Yeah. And that because there were so many restrictions, it was on for about nine months. Mm-hmm. And regardless of the amazing team and producers, and clearly Jennifer and Reese are just incredible. The cast was out of this world. Yeah. And the scripts were amazing. Mm. Working under a pandemic condition. Yeah. The constant worry of who's next, who's next is going to shut us down. Yeah. It better not be me. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know what I mean? Um, Every oh, day, oh, crossing it's fingers. Please, no, no, no. <laughs> Looking at the struggle of your peers and see how, how much harder it is for them as well. Mm. And also having to find some logic within all those weird rules that were popping up, like wear an orange vest. And I said, why are we wearing an orange vest? We're filming (laughs) inside a stage. We're not prisoners at the side of the road. I don't understand that Corona doesn't like people with orange vests. <laughs> I mean, just tell me why. And nobody yeah. could ever give a reason.
0: Oh, honestly. You know,
1: um, there were a lot of things and I think a lot of teams were hired to facilitate almost like, here, we'll hire you and you guys tell us what to do yeah but then they also they're in a new world of a pandemic yeah. that nobody's understanding nobody really yeah. knows no
0: Either. i think early on i remember too seeing i think it was before i'd gone back for my first job and i remember seeing on social media people wearing like those white or blue like full kind of yeah. gowns and yeah. hazmaty suit things and gloves oh and, and i was just like okay one of the first questions I need to ask when I'm approached about a job yeah. is what, you know, what is your COVID situation? Because yeah. I was quite ready and happy to say no to a job if they were going to make me wear all that. Because I, I personally was just like, no, a mask and a shield yeah. and ha- keeping my hands clean yeah. and sanitizing things, I think is enough. I'm not tell down in the middle of summer. <laughs> wearing gloves and some type of hazmat
1: suit yes i think that there is a world of logic that it's very simple yeah and it is wash your hands don't scratch your nose and then touch people's faces yeah you know wash your hands wear a mask and even with the shield thing i never understood because i have glasses Mm. and so i'm thinking well there you go that's a shield yeah. And for us makeup parties to have glasses and a shield and a Ooh. mask, I couldn't. I couldn't go up and downstairs. I was so yeah. my brain was so out of whack, and yeah. certainly I couldn't see colors and I couldn't see details. Yeah. And they said, "Angela, you need to wear a shield," and I said, "No." Yeah. And they go, "Oh, okay." <laughs>
0: that's I it. it i mean it was it was a good day when they ditched the shields i was like yes
1: little by little finally
0: i'll be able to see
1: yeah things were just falling dissolving and they were like yeah you know what actually you don't need to do that <laughs> yeah yeah the challenge is just getting a little easier yeah so that would be that would be the, the one that i remember being physically the hardest on yeah absolutely of, the morning show,
0: of
1: course yeah. and
0: coming up to where you are in your career now, has there been a piece of advice that somebody has given you that's really kind of stuck with you?
1: Yes. Let me tell you. The advice that was given to me and kind of stuck with me was be prepared. Mm -hmm. Be prepared. Yeah. Which means a lot of times we've done the same person over and over again and we just roll out of bed and go do them. Yeah. But you must always be prepared. You might always approach a job Almost as if it's the first time you're doing it. Yeah. Certainly if it is the first time you do a certain client. Mm. I do my work. I look up pictures. I read a little bit about them just so I don't say the wrong thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, I look and see what looks good, what doesn't. I make sure I have all the things I need to have in my kit. I always clean my kit and, you know, sometimes... You use something, you end up using the last one. And you forget to put back in to re-replenish. Mm-hmm. I make little notes, make sure this you know, I have about seven different makeup cases. It's hard to keep track. Yeah. So every makeup case has a pad and a pen, and I write down what am I missing? And so before a job I open the appropriate case, I make sure I replenish. Be prepared. Really, just because it's a friendly kind of environment. Mm-hmm it's not about being friends. This is a job. Yeah. Be on time, be organized, be clean and know what you're going to do. Ask all the questions in advance. Yeah. And know yeah. your thing. Yeah. Yeah. Go on, and ready. And I got to tell you, it seems like such a basic thing. Like, of course, be prepared. But I do see people who come in who are just not prepared. Yeah. I have no clue what they're, oh, what is it that we're shooting today? Well, what was this scene again? Now, why are they da-da-da? And you're like, darling, you need to read this stuff. You need to know what you're doing. Yeah. You need to be the one who provides the information, not the one who is, you know. Yeah. And when you're a head
0: of department as well, it's you don't want to, I don't know, I guess feel like you're in a babysitting situation that, everyone's a grown up and they should be preparing themselves like they should be looking ahead to you know on the advanced call sheet yeah to be like okay we're doing this tomorrow you know get my continuity ready know what I need to do Uh, I'll have this person coming in in the morning like you don't want to have to feel like you micromanage everybody and have to tell them all what's happening they should be prepared to to know what they're doing and have their own adult responsibilities
1: (laughs) it's very true but what's shocking is that maybe to you and me and many others it's it's a normal thing to 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 just be an adult but but it's really (laughs) Yeah. yeah no not always but you know because my business is now pretty much narrowed down to be a personal yeah a personal makeup artist to one or two artists the most yeah I see things completely different I approach it differently I no mm-hmm. longer I believe that there are people that are better at running a department I can do it Mhm I think it's just too much managing human beings and uh and it's exhausting Yeah So I let somebody else do that, and I just do my thing. And uh, I often get asked, would you also be... Because, you know, you're doing the number one on the call sheet. They're working every day. They're in 90% of the scenes. Yeah. So a producer will say, hey, do you mind also be the department head? You're there anyway. You can do it. You've done it before. Yeah, you're like... And I always say, no, you're going to have to give another job to somebody else. Because I just don't... It's I don't want to do something not completely and fully and it's hard for me to concentrate on both it's just too- yeah and I mean when your talent is you know
0: they have an expectation of you looking after them as their personal to be yes. there for them yes. And if they feel that your energy is scattered yeah. or yeah in so many other places or that they're not getting it's not that they're like give me attention give me attention but it yeah. is that they need that attention because yes. that's what you're there
1: to do yeah. for them. Yeah. That's very true, yeah. So,
0: it, you know, I can understand not wanting to split yourself because you would. You just have to be splitting yourself in half to try and cover e- everything. And yes. when you're looking after somebody, I mean, yeah. you
1: there for them. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just, you know, I'm glad we're talking about it because, It's a funny thing, you know, when you're on a movie, you are part of a makeup team. But essentially, as a personal, you are really not part of that team. Mm -hmm. And so you do rely on the makeup trailer to help you out if you need, especially when it comes to, you know, if you have a double or, you know, a lot of times we just don't have the time to do them. So the, the makeup team or the hair team does them for us. Mm-hmm. But there is a there is a, um, a different approach when you are a personal, and a lot of the differences are basically as a personal. Everything you do is for, with, and to that one actress is or one actor. This is your main thing. Like every question you ask is for them every and for you to be able to take care of them. Mm-hmm. When you're a department head, there are so many other things you are in charge of other than your actresses. I would mm-hmm. say 50% of what you do is running your department, whether mm-hmm. it is with your budgeting, whether it is making sure the enormous continuity is being is being organized, making sure the schedules you have enough You have enough makeup artists coming in that day because you have so many extras. I never worry about how many extras I have. I couldn't care less. Mm -hmm. I just have to worry about what she's doing today and do I have what I need. I just love concentrating on my actress because I love actresses. I love to help them do the thing they do. Mm -hmm. And so I know there was one of the questions that you were asking was, can you describe what it means to be a personal makeup artist for an actor? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what basically it is. It's just like you take them into your heart and you give them, and they're your world. They come before everybody else. They come before the director. They come before the producers. They come before, I never say no to my girls. I always say, let's see what we can do. Yeah. Let's, let's try to make it happen for you. If you need that, let's try to make it happen. You know, there's so many reasons why an actress will decide to make you part of her team. And I think that there is a level of comfort that they feel that this person really loves me. This person really cares for me and really wants to make this easier on me. So yeah, it's just a different approach. It's, it's more of a motherly approach than mm-hmm. uh, don't move. Let me just do your makeup. You
0: know. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what do you think are some things to, um, that are important to remember when you are in that position?
1: Again, you have to consider the actor before everything. Right. You have to really think about it when they ask you for something. Simply avoid using the word no. Yeah. Just take that word out of your lexicon of of you know words you use. Always think about it. And don't determine that they're being annoying and they're being kids. Don't even go there. Mm. Just think of what they need and try to provide it. Don't judge. Mm. And by doing so, maybe they won't judge you either. You, yeah. you make a place of no judging. Mm. And again, the key word be prepared, have everything. You know, there are actors that are very sort of tight with their process like they come into you they're not interested in hearing about because they're working so they're so they're doing their lines they just want you to do the makeup Mm -hmm. they want you to do it as fast as you can because the faster you do it the more time they have to do other things yeah and they want you to know exactly what makeup you're doing like you know Last night and the script, I didn't sleep all night. So today when you do my makeup, don't put a ton of concealer on me. You need to know that today this is the look. And so you learn so much from a job that includes an actor like that. You really learn how to do your homework. Yeah. You learn how to lay out on your station what you need. Don't put out everything just because it looks pretty. It Mm. gets in the way. Yeah. Lay out what you need, but know exactly where everything else is in case, and you need to replace something. Mm-hmm. You just really have to treat this as a as a big business and take it very very seriously, and don't assume that because you've been with somebody for ten years, nah, they're fine, they'll get it, they'll understand. No, 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 do the best you can, do the yeah. best you can, it's because they'll be too times- comfortable, right? Yeah, I mean, don't get comfortable get complacent about it. And- you're done with the day? They ask you to come over and ha- have a glass of wine? Yes. Then you go, then you enjoy, then you talk about this and that. But when we are at the working environment, I mean, I've, I've been at vacations with my clients. We've, been, mm-hmm. we've celebrated their weddings and their birth of their children, you know. But when we are working, this is work. Yeah. You must treat it that way, even if the actress is your best friend. Doesn't mm-hmm. it? There's a lot at stake, you know. There's it costs a lot of money to make movies, and you have to bring your best game forward, so to speak. Absolutely. And yeah. when working with
0: your actresses, yes, how do you tend to tackle their skincare? Because I mean, it's I mean it, it's the canvas that you're you're working with. So, and yeah. especially on these long long days, long shoots,
1: how do you tackle that? Well, you know. Nowadays, it's a little different. When I was starting out, we did makeup. And with makeup, we did all the corrections.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Then the digital revolution came in. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden, uh, we can see more details. Yeah. And if we make a correction, we're going to be able to see it on, on, on the screen.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: so our job as makeup artists has shifted a little bit in a sense where I tackle the skin routine with the actresses together. And it started, you know, weeks before we even started shooting. And that means talking to the actor about what's your routine. Mm. Well, for this, I'm going to need you to add those products. Also, I'm involved while we're shooting in the scheduling of the facials and the face massage. Anything that touches their faces. Mm. goes through me because I'm not interested in them trying a new procedure or a new no. cream. This might be a problem. Yeah so along with the assistants and the actress as well, we make a plan and we spend more time in the morning doing the prep mm. for the skin whether it is the proper moisturization, the proper serums, the primers, We spend more time doing that where I don't remember really caring about it when I first started as much. Yeah. And it's less time, you know, so many of my girls are like, oh, don't worry about taking my makeup off. I'll just do it at home with all my products. You know, uh, when I first started, you always clean up your actress before she goes home. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, it's up to them if they want to. But usually they like to go home. Get into their steam room, you know, do their thing. But you, but you do have to have a conversation about it. You do have to definitely talk about it. And so when, when there's an open conversation, then if all of a sudden you have four days off and they decide to go and get a laser, mm. they tell you about it. And you, yeah. you can say, oh, no, 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 not a good idea, not a mm. good idea. I also, you know, like to go with them and meet the people that do the procedures. I feel that this way I know exactly what's going on and it's not a mystery. Yeah. And is this something that just because of that shift that you've just, uh, have you self-educated in those areas? Absolutely. Or, yeah. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I love doing, and I recommend this to a lot of your listeners, is there are some incredible trade shows that happen around the United States, around the world. There's some in Los Angeles, there's some in Las Vegas, there's in New York, there's in Italy, in Hong Kong. I'm not expecting people to travel themselves to far-distance places. But going to those trade shows allow you to see what's going on. Like, what are the, the new things? What are the new machines, the new, you know, electric devices? Some may be good for you to have on your station to help, you know, an actress after a long night, you know what I mean? You have to be in the know. And also, you know, we have the internet. There's so much we can learn. Yeah. We have to always maintain, just like, you know, even the the greatest surgeons still go to places where they learn a new method. They hear Mm -hmm. a new lecture about, so are we. We should do the same. We should always know all the different makeups, you know, with the Instagram explosion, it's hard to keep up because every five minutes there is a new company. Yeah. sort of pop up and then disappears. Mm. But still, you know, you got to sort of know, and if something seems interesting, maybe order it and check it out. See if it's good. Yeah, how you say when you going along
0: with your clients to these procedures and to yeah. meet meet these professionals? Then I guess it's a great time to kind of be educating yourself again yeah.
1: as well, right? Yeah, I mean when I say procedures, I really mean like facials or yeah. I'm not saying you know God forbid, no. but, <laughs> you know uh, I like to meet the facialists. Yeah. Um, I talk about, you know, I know you really want to do an aggressive facial, but she's filming tomorrow, so just mm. would you please make sure you do a, Take you know, easy. that kind of thing. So that, that, that's very important. And um, and I have not gotten any resistance, really, because it is a team effort. Mm. Your first, most important prerogative is to make sure that you give them the best you can, and that's part of the setup, yeah, and I'm the, I'm, awesome. I'm never, you know, I'm the one who will shove a bottle of water and say, drink some water. We shot half a day. You have not drank a zip of water. Yeah. The water, I'll put a straw in it for them so it doesn't mess up the lipstick. Yeah. You know, yeah. And sometimes they're still eating their lunch and I'll, they'll say, oh, after lunch touch-ups, we bring them in. And I will say, no, finish your lunch, eat your food. Mm-hmm. I need you to be fed. And then yeah. come in, we can do this faster. You know, all yeah. kinds of stuff like that. So, yeah. Awesome.
0: So when you begin a project and you are a personal, how do you approach the character design and development with your talent and then with directors, you know, all, everybody that's involved in this situation?
1: How, how does that normally work with you? So that is a, a, fun, a fun process. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm very particular about that part of it for me because it really worked throughout the years. The first thing I do, of course, is I get my hands on the script because that's the beginning of all beginnings. And I give it a good read, you know? And I read it just as if I read a book. I don't read it with, oh, here's the girl I'm doing. That must be her character. I just give Mm -hmm. it a good read. Enjoy it. (laughs) And I enjoy it. And I try to get with the story. Then I go back and I read it again, but this time, I highlight the, the actress's role. Mm-hmm. And I see little details and little descriptions that the writer has put in. Yeah. And I write those down. So I know that here he said this and there he said that. So that I got to remember that. Mm. And then I like to sort of concentrate on the role itself. And I try to get an idea of how I see this person. Who are they? And I eliminate the actress in a sense of, I don't see Michelle Williams playing the role. I'm looking at the role. And then I bring it, you know, in a sense to Michelle and see, and say, I think she would be like that. I think she would wear this lipstick. I think she would do this, you know, that Mm. kind of a thing. Then the next human that I talk to is my actual actress or actor yeah. and that goes And the reason why I'm emphasizing that is because a lot of times a director has an idea, a producer want to make sure you do it with this and that and but the next person after I study the script will be my actor mm-hmm. uh, and we kind of merge our ideas together you know she she tells me What it feels to her and I tell her how I think we can sort of accomplish that uh, using makeup and and hair. A lot of times the hairdresser is part of the, as it should be part Mm -hmm. of the conversation. Then I run around and I talk to the custom designer and I talk to this and I talk to that and then once I have all the information then I sit with the director. And a lot of times at this point they have already had a conversation with an actress it's important to talk to all the powers that be to make sure you know their story yeah. before you lock in yours. Yeah. Because even though we are artistic and we create, we are part of a team. If you are doing it this way and somebody else has an entirely different idea, that's not going to work. Mm. So you have to make sure that everybody is, as we say, is on the same page. Yeah, Ultimately... It's about the actress. If if she would say, well, you know what? I don't think she would wear this lip color. Immediately we change it. We never say, oh, no, I think she would. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Because I've seen that. Yeah. And so uh, the actor wears the role. Mm -hmm. You just help making sure it fits right, you know. And is that something
0: that you, I guess it depends on how, just depending on the project, as to how stylized, I guess, an entire project is, as to how much communication you have with the head of department to make sure you guys are kind of also in the same
1: world. Yeah, I mean, usually the people that are allowed to have personal are sort of on the top of the cast list. Mm. Essentially, they, in a way, determine the sort of temperature of the whole movie in, that, mm. in, in, the, in a visual sort of way. Yeah. So it is in the sense of collaboration, like we all have to work together, but, you know, we do those makeup tests. Yeah. And they're named wrongly. They're, they're named like a makeup test, like we're testing the quality of the makeup. We're really not doing that. Mm. What we do is we come together in a room. Everybody does their thing. And then we see it on film. Yeah, and that's what really this is about. You meet your DP, you meet your department head, makeup and hair, and a lot of times you already know them. You probably done a few movies with them in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, you meet the costume designer, and you see the the colors and the costumes, and everything sort of comes together. <sighs> you know when there are, well, I take it back. When there are scene that involves a big cast. Mm. We kind of try to make it look like everybody's on the same movie, especially if it's a period time.
0: Yeah, so the way, I mean, if it's a little more stylized, then I guess yeah. you have to think of it. A you kind of have to
1: see pictures of their makeup tests, and sort of they see pictures of your makeup makeup tests, and so pretty much kind of make it look like they're all in the same movie. Yeah.
0: And um, but not all wearing the same colour lipstick.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But when you do contemporary mm, it's really you just come in and you you know, you concentrate on, on your one person and and that's it. And everything yeah. else sort of just you know, but uh, nowadays, you know, our, the American audience loves sequels. If they love a movie, they love to see more of it. They love to see more of those characters. So yeah, then when you come back for a second season or a third season, in a sense, that character has been already established. Mm. So you just kind of mm, alter it just a little to match the news story. But those are pretty much, you know, they have a name. I was just telling Jennifer Aniston the other day because we're starting in August to shoot the morning show season three. Yay. I love season one and two, I'll just say. Oh, Great show. thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I agree with you. But uh, I, w- I just saw Jen yesterday and I said to her, you know, I really miss Alex, Alex mm-hmm. Lee, which is the name of the character that she was playing. Yeah. And she said, yeah, I do too. I'm sort of, I'm happy that we're going to be with her again. And so it's funny because we very naturally spoke about the character mm-hmm. as a third person in our in our little club. Yeah. And, um, and it's like I said, I think that the character has to be worn by the actress. It, it really is, it is something additional that goes on top of them. Mm. And so that is very important and so we always expect the movie the department to adjust to the character the main people as opposed to the other way around yeah no of course
0: I am it's interesting that you say that because I it it kind of sparked a thought in my mind that when I finish a film Mm. I am kind of saying goodbye to that character as well yes like I'm never going to do this character again yeah
1: (laughs) You do, you like say I'm goodbye never, to them. Yeah, yeah and you miss so them. interesting. Yeah, It's the same like reading a book. You know, sometimes I yeah. get to the end of the book and I don't want to say goodbye to the story. I just yeah. <laughs> pace myself so I can drag it a little bit longer.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's so true. Now,
0: I'd love to know, and I, I feel like you have kind of mentioned points throughout this conversation, but yeah. what do you find the most
1: rewarding in our line of work? Gosh, there is so much. I think for me, the the thing that makes me have my aha moment as they say mm. here. Yeah. I I see the expression of the person that is looking in the mirror and I can tell if they're loving what they're seeing. Yeah. And uh, a lot of times somebody will sit on your chair and they're a little nervous, they don't know what you're going to do and this may not be what they want and and then there's that moment where they look and they go, wow, this is great. This looks amazing. And to me, to be able to provide a human being with that feeling is the most rewarding thing. Yeah, And that's what I really work for. And awesome. uh, even if it's a, you know, a drug addict makeup, once they look and they go, yeah, Angela, this is great. This looks great. Mm-hmm. That to me... Is the gift really because now I'm like, okay, now you go and you perform and you allow me to enjoy your performance, kind of a thing. Yeah, uh, that is very re- rewarding, but forget that there is a lot of other things, you know. Mm. If you do well, it's a financial reward, we make yeah. a very nice living, a lot of doors open up. Uh, we have access to a lot of great things because because of the line of work that we do we're in an industry of abundance even mm-hmm. though it doesn't seem that way occasionally but you know they allow us to stay in really nice hotels they, they pick us up they drop us off you know what I mean it's like there's a lot of perks in doing what we're doing on this specific level but if I would to give everything up. That's the, 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 that, that feeling of, you know, you did it. This is exactly what I was expecting to me to get that sort of recognition is the one thing I would hold the most dear.
0: Yeah. And, and also those, those times where you exceed that expectation. Yes. Where your input And ideas added with theirs have kind of taken it to another level for them that they didn't think.
1: Yeah, it really is. So it's addictive to, and maybe that's the key to success. Is that it's addictive to be able to give somebody a joyful moment. It's really Mm. addictive. Um, Yeah. And I think that's my thing. That's the thing I love the most. Yeah. And sometimes you don't hear that at the beginning of the day, but at the end of the day, somebody will say, by the way, and thank you so much. You really made it easier on me today. That was amazing. Yeah. And that, that's it. That's that's my first payment. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, <laughs> but I think you have to love the people of which you touch their faces. Yeah. You really do. It changes everything. And I hope that artists will come to a place where they can pick and choose, and they can mm. say, "I'd rather do this girl and not that girl," you know? Yeah. Because that is the fundamental; it's the base for a very successful journey in this yeah. world. Absolutely. Now, being where you are today, yeah, and kind
0: of looking back at your journey mm-hmm. to someone who was kind of looking to get into this line of work yeah. or are already you know, starting and getting into it, what kind of advice would you give them? What would you want to let them know?
1: I would let them know that there are no shortcuts. So expect to have a long journey. Yeah. Also, don't ever look at the people that are doing the same thing and, and think that maybe you're not getting there fast enough, you know, doing it right. Everybody gets there a different way. So don't yeah. compare yourself to other makeup artists. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably
0: a very good point because I, I feel like you can if you let that kind of overtake yeah. your mind and thought pattern it can get a little little negative
1: there is uh, a lot of things along the way that mm. may not really have to do with you that will make you feel like you are not succeeding you're not good enough this is not a good idea don't make that be the judge Yeah, be positive but also truthful to yourself And that should be what will drive you. Also, be on time, (laughs) be on time.
0: Please be on time. (laughs) Please be on time. You are not,
1: (laughs) the whole world can be late. You should be on time. Yeah. And also don't forget that you are an employee. Mm -hmm. And even though they ask you about your personal life and your issues, mm, don't share, do (laughs) your work. (laughs) Yeah. Do your work. Just keep a positive outlook. People are drawn to positivity. Be positive. Yeah. It's yeah. very true. I love and, that. And uh, do the best you can and when it's stopped being fun stop doing it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. <laughs> I think some people kind of um yeah you know, don't don't do that. They just don't keep on trucking. <laughs>
1: um, you know, I also I think that my father would say to me, may he rest in the heavens. He always said, have a plan B. Because when you do have a plan B, you hardly ever need to use it. Right. So if there is an additional something you like to do, just kind of dabble into it, because you never know, you never know. There might come a time where they won't need us as much. I think those times are coming and coming very close. Mm. Uh, There might come a time where they won't reward us financially the way we would want so mm-hmm. have a plan b yeah. and also makeup artist it's not it's not a profession that allows you to carry it into your 70s and 80s yeah but our body can still be great but it's just you know your hands start shaking you start forgetting just do something else at that point. Yeah, might like retire. Yeah, retire. When <laughs> feel it. Retire while the party's still going. Not, when, yeah. you know. Um, and that's one thing. Of course, we all talk about it. Our old timers. We we think about it a lot. We were like, you know, I tell some of my friends, okay, when you see me starting to be a little old lady coming to the set, just knock me and tell me, okay, Angela, time to go. <laughs> It's hard to actually gauge.
0: You'll be like, no, I love it.
1: Love it. Um, one of my uh, dear actresses and friends, she said to me, she says, Angela, you must never retire. Because when you retire, so will I. And she said, I want you to start considering an option just so you don't consume yourself of saying, yeah. I will do this show. I will only work 10 hours a day. Yeah, And then... My assistant will take over after 10 hours. Yeah. And I thought about it and I said, God, if I could do 10 hours, I could probably work forever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I look at a lot of my fellow makeup and hair that are in a makeup and hair team. And I and I say, my God, they look exhausted. Mm. They look so drained of, of patience and... They're just tired. And I'm like, I don't want to be that person. I want to have time to enjoy. Yeah, that's another thing that I want to tell as an advice to upcoming makeup artists.
0: Mm-hmm. Don't
1: forget to enjoy. This yeah. is the journey is the big part of it. It's what it's about. Mm-hmm. The journey is the reward. So enjoy it. Get a minute to to love. The things that you get and the life that you live, it is kind of a spectacular life eventually. Eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
0: I would love to know. So if, if we set you up in your trailer. Yeah. You had your station, you had all your bits and pieces everywhere. You're yes. prepared. Yes. If I was to take away one tool or product from you, what would you not want to be without?
1: Oh, my God, that's a tough question. This might surprise you, but (laughs) 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 my iPad. Your iPad. Um, Yeah. Because all my notes, all my research, all my Mm -hmm. communication to the world I am in goes, well, my iPhone, but my iPad even more so because it's bigger when you look at pictures, you get to see better details. Detail, yeah. It will be my iPad. And then the next thing will be Alcohol. Yeah. And I don't mean vodka. I mean alcohol <laughs> because...
0: You mean isopropyl
1: alcohol. Isopropyl, yeah, because I like to sanitize everything. I'm I'm obsessed with cleanliness and sanitation. And I really, really, it's one of the first things I make sure I have because I like to clean everything. I feel that there's better float of energy in a clean environment. And by mm-hmm. the way, I was always like that. My girls always laughed at me because I would come in in the morning I would put in some rubber gloves and I would spray the counters and wipe everything with alcohol. And they'll come in and they go, my God, this is the cleanest trailer I've ever seen. So much so that I will have the transportation people provide me with an array of specific cleaning products. Because at the end of the day, I might be doing some myself before I let them come in, you know. And then as far as cosmetics, you know, there's the Kryolan, the Derma palette that has... Mm -hmm. I love that because no matter what, I can always pull something off just by using that. That's a good one. Very good. I have to go
0: back just to, because this is something also just talking about the cleanliness and wiping everything down and all that type of stuff. And I think most people are pretty good with it, but I just am always trying to instill in people that I have working with me. It's just... yeah. You have to just put yourself in the cast's shoes for a moment and walk into the trailer and sit down at your station and look at it and be like, would I want someone doing my hair and makeup with all of the stuff that's here at the station? Or am I sitting down into the middle of somebody else's mess and chaos Yeah. And looking at things going, I don't want that hairbrush to touch me. Very true. So I think it's it's a good good thing to do every now and again is just sit at your own station and look around and yeah. go, would I want my hair and makeup done in this chair? You
1: have to remember, <laughs> You know, you have to always, we kind of forget. And, and when they come in and they sit on your station, it's like you have invited them into your own living room. Mm-hmm. So you want to make it, you want to create it a very comforting space. Yeah. And dirty is never comforting. Even to a no. dirty person, it's not comforting.
0: Yeah, but uh, like in their own dirt maybe, but not in somebody else's. Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. And I have seen, you know, before the pandemic, I've seen people using use the brushes on somebody else's face, a lipstick. You know, You know how it is. We have a million lipsticks. Mm. They'll apply directly on some actor and then throw it back in their case and apply it again the next day on somebody else. You know, there are times where I'm not available to do one of my girls. Mm. I created each and every one of them their own makeup case because I say, unless it's somebody I know, Mm. if you have to go somewhere and have somebody do your makeup, have them use those brushes, have them use only one of those lipsticks, and only on you. And don't mix it up with other people, because you never know. And I have to say, I was lucky enough that in all those years, nobody has gotten eye infection. Nobody has gotten a, you know, if they got a sore on their lip, it was because they had a fever, not because anything I had to do with the makeup. Yeah. it's very important. It's very, you know, it's hard. It takes a long time to get a good reputation. It takes no time to get bad reputation yeah so it's the same like weight it takes forever to lose your weight and you can gain it back in a minute <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as I have learned <laughs>
0: yeah I think, I think yeah we've all learned that
1: yeah um, <laughs> Yeah. exactly so
0: but I think there was kind of like a, a positive one positive thing that kind of came out of the whole COVID thing was yes I, I found it hilarious kind of as one of those things of just thinking that it's common sense and yeah. normal things to do that, you know, the level of sanitation that you should have with your brushes and your yeah. kit and this and that. And people doing videos on and how on social media about this is how now because of COVID I'm cleaning my, yes. and it's just like, hang on a minute. I, know. I should have been doing that the entire time. Yeah like how is this news to you yeah or new i don't get it (laughs) it's
1: very important it's very important i also believe that when you apply makeup with clean brushes the makeup looks better i don't know why maybe i convinced myself because it is a lot of work to keep everything clean yeah clean it up yeah (laughs) clean
0: it up guys yeah (laughs) and um now who would you like to hear on the podcast
1: angela Oh my goodness. The line is very, very, very long. Well, I'd like for you to talk to Richard Marin, who is the hairdresser who I have known and loved for many years. He Mm -hmm. is working with me on a show that I'm doing now uh, called Unfrosted. He is the hairdresser for Melissa McCarthy Awesome. I have met him at the times of Friends. He was one of the hairdressers of Friends. Oh, wow. And he's a very interesting, very kind, very creative man who I'm sure will have a lot of fun stories to tell. Mm-hmm. I also think that Bill Corso, who is the makeup artist department head and a very well-respected and regarded Makeup parties in the movie industry will be interesting for you to talk to as well.
0: Yeah, I have reached out to Bill a couple of times, but have not heard back, and I don't know. Maybe my emails are going into his spam. Oh, let me I'm, talk to. He's a busy man, so yeah. yeah if you want to whisper in his ear, yeah, yeah, do. yeah.
1: I'll talk to him on Tuesday. <laughs> I also, well, because it's mainly for the movie industry, I wish for you to talk to an up and coming makeup and hair because I think that sometimes it's interesting to also talk to somebody who's in it he's in the world of of becoming known and growing and Mm -hmm. talk to them in a sense of what is your struggle now yeah more than oh those people all made it what was the struggle simply because times are changing what was the struggle for me may no longer apply to somebody who's who's in it now But it's always, because it's called last looks, it should always be people within the industry, right? Yeah, I tend
0: to television and film. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's my my wheelhouse, that's what I know, so. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I get it. I think it's wonderful. It's
0: wonderful. Well, I have... Thoroughly enjoyed speaking to you today, Angela. Just the positivity and the passion that comes through is awesome, and (laughs) I've enjoyed it so much. So
1: thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. It was really a lovely visit. see more
0: about our guests go to our instagram at the last looks podcast or our website thelastlookspodcast.com if you want to keep up with new episodes being released be sure to subscribe through apple podcasts spotify amazon google play youtube or any podcast streaming platform and remember if you're enjoying the show share it the last looks podcast would like to thank brett stanley and sabrina castro the song fun time by dj quads Thanks for listening. Until next time. That's a wrap, people.